What's up, everyone? Welcome to the VanCast. This is Alec doing a, a VanCast sweatcast edition. It is hot here. I'm in Indian... In, I was going to say Indianapolis. I'm like North Indianapolis at a Walmart. 90 degrees out right now. It's like almost 8 o'clock at night. No sign of letting up. I was hanging out with Dustin Nickerson this weekend, which I'll talk about a little bit more in a minute. But uh, he was asking me like what the hard parts of van life are and i didn't act, i didn't have an answer for him cuz i've been pretty happy doing it and honestly most of the little obstacles that come from it are pretty minor compared to i guess career and creative stuff that i um you know i find more difficult all the van life stuff is just it's it's like physical type things it's minor inconveniences and uncomforts but and so I didn't have an answer at the time, but I really should have just said when it gets hot or when it gets cold, it's brutal sometimes. And I made it through the cold. There were some times when I was out traveling by the Grand Canyon where it was so freezing. Awful. I thought Arizona was going to be fine because I had the idea of cactuses and stuff in my head. But you get up by the Grand Canyon and the elevation there. I didn't know that freezing was zero. Or excuse me, I didn't know that freezing was 32 degrees Fahrenheit. I thought it was zero. So when at, when I checked when I checked the temperature and at night it said, oh, tw- it's going to be 17. I thought, okay, I got 17 degrees before it's really really cold. And at night I was, I was, I had the one of those mummy sleeping bags and I pulled it up around my face, and you, it literally totally covers you and you have this small little hole you can breathe through. And I would wake up in the middle of the night and it felt like there was some type of a jet stream or something. You could feel the heat transfer. You could feel the heat escaping from the sleeping bag. I don't know if that's something you really can do, but I I could have sworn that you could feel the heat escaping there. Now we're getting to the opposite end of the spectrum, which is it's getting hot and uh, there's humidity and i've never really experienced i I lived in dc for a summer one time when i had an internship in college and it was kind of hot but that's when i was doing i wasn't doing van life i was doing house life at the time and um you you had air conditioning and stuff like that and i don't have air conditioning in here at all but that's what i'm doing right now just camped out at this walmart slowly making my way to michigan where i'm gonna be opening for ron white uh, in a couple weeks, which I'm pretty excited for. I just, I lucked into that gig totally, but, uh, it was kind of a right place, right time thing, but I'm still excited about doing that. This last weekend I was opening for Dustin Nickerson, who I know from San Diego, who's like so funny. And he's, he's crazy with like the output that he has online of high quality content. And he keeps like churning it out and churning it out. And there's no, no one else has the work ethic that he does. And he's got kids too. And he's a good dad. You know, he's excited about being a dad. And like, there's a part of me that just secretly hopes like this guy's just a horrible father. And that's the only way that he can keep up with like the amount of comedy he's putting out is that he's like got his kids writing, um, you know, writing up like TikTok memes and stuff for him. (laughs) And he just has like a little child factory going there. But uh, it was so fun working with him because we were doing comedy outside of these um, like outside of comedy clubs. And and that's not even not even like oh we're doing comedy at bar shows and stuff. No, we were doing. I think my favorite show of the weekend. We did three. It was at this place in Wayland, Iowa, at a 
it was like a shop. It was it was basically a shop where the this farmer would take his farm equipment and work on it and stuff. I think they had a turkey farm there. And it, it felt like an airplane hangar. I posted a clip of mine on my Instagram uh, if, if you're interested in what it looks like there. But we're standing up on this rickety wooden uh, trailer that after going back and watching the video of me doing stand-up, it's definitely swaying back and forth as I'm on stage. Because I'm up there and I feel it a little... I'm like, I, nobody probably notices this, but it was very clear from the crowd. But the shows were so fun because, I mean, I think people just they, they wanted to go out and do stuff. And this place was, this is like the most rural place that I've ever spent any time in. I've traveled basically across the country from California out to Nashville, spent some time in Texas. Uh, and this is the type of spot where you're driving on the on the highway and it looks rural and then you have to get off the highway and just drive down a gravel road for like 15 minutes and then you get to this town it had like a thousand people there and we had a hundred people at the show which is like you're we're getting 10 percent of the town which is impressive but you're, you're also not competing against much so still fun to <laughs> go out there and do that the place where we were staying was awesome too because it had a had like a, a house attached to it, a nice house. Uh, we weren't really sure going into it what it was going to be like. The owners had offered us like, oh, you can stay at the guest house after the show. And you, you don't know what that really is going to mean. So I told Dustin, like, as long as there's a flat driveway, I'm chilling. That's good enough for me. But then we went into the house and I'm like, I think I could, uh, I think I could get used to this. This is pretty nice. And, uh, you know, year and a half in the van. I don't really spend too much time. I, I can't really remember the last time I got a hotel, but uh, it was it was definitely nice to be, you know, in a bed that wasn't a IKEA foam mattress that I took a saw to, which is how I built this bed that I'm sitting on right now. And so, I was thinking, like, I want to make the podcast a little more van life centric and kind of talk about that because I think that's a unique experience I've gotten. It's one of the few things where I can speak with some level of authority on it. So if there's people that are just kind of curious about, um, you know, living living lifestyle or even just living vicariously through me, I think I can talk about that a decent amount. So after living in that house, I have a, you, I, I like to get into vans, right? You start doing rankings of them. Like, oh, what's a good van? What's better? I'm going to rank the top three. Okay, third, Mercedes Sprinter. Just because of the logo. If you're going to be homeless, do it with a little, bit of, a little bit of style. Would you rather drive a Kia and live in an apartment or drive a Mercedes and live in a Mercedes? Number two would be what I have now, which is the low-roof cargo van. Just because you can get debilitating back pain before you're 30, get hooked on pain pills, permanent unemployment, People are always like, oh, don't do drugs. You'll end up homeless. Well, I'm already homeless, so I feel like there's no downside to it now. And the number one van is a house. That's the number one. Houses are... I stayed in a house recently. It's so nice. You can stand up. They have garages. A garage, that's just a pocket for more vans. So maybe I'll end up doing house life again soon. Which I was... I've been offered, and I, I usually just like to stand... There. Like be, People are very nice, and they'll say, like, hey, do you want to, like, crash on the couch? Or they're trying to be helpful and everything. And, you know, maybe it's they haven't seen the inside of the van or whatnot. But, um, 
you know, it's like, this is my house. I would just feel more comfortable staying in here. I appreciate the offer, but it is cool that you can just travel wherever in the country. And I'm used to what the inside looks like. So I wake up in the morning and it's just my room. And then you look out the window and it's a totally different spot. Or not, it's just another Walmart parking lot, which is where I stay most of the time. Hotel Walmart, which has treated me real nice now that I've been on the road for a while. I do miss watching van life videos because I used to do that when I had a job. It was like a form of escapism. But now I can't do that because I live in a van. So it's just watching like nicer vans than mine. But that that urge for escapism hasn't gone away. So I'll watch I'll watch like videos of guys train hopping or hitchhiking and stuff. And that's like that's escapism for me. Right. People squatting in haunted houses. I've been getting really into those ones. People ask me if I'm ever going to move back into a house. And I'm like, I don't know. How spooky is it? We'll see. Are there ghosts? Then I'm interested for sure. Doing that type of thing, like like um, you, when you watch the YouTube videos about all this, there's always the pitch of like, oh, I'm living in a van so I can go out and chase my dreams. And I'm actually, you know, I'm doing that with, with stand-up. But that's not a good reason to live in a van, honestly. The only good reason to live in a van is to get Instagram famous. And I've been living in a van for a year and a half and I'm not even close, you know? So that's my goal now is I'm just trying to, I'm putting comedy on the back burner. I'm trying to be a van life Instagram thought. And I think the best way to do that and learn like the ropes is just to watch other Instagrammers and kind of like try to do pictures like them. So I've been, I've been studying, I've been hitting the books on this and I've, I like I Googled um, the best, the 30 best, the 30 best van life accounts to follow on Instagram. The caption here is van life isn't just for models anymore. Really? Is that, the, is that what the stereotype about people living in vans was? They were all models. That's why people are afraid of us. They're yelling to their kids like, Hey, Timmy, get away from that van. That guy might give you his headshots. That's not what they're scared of. And then the caption goes, it's my, it's, it's more diverse than ever and worth celebrating as the summer of 2021 approaches, which is, uh, diversity is good, more diverse than ever. Doesn't matter your gender. Doesn't matter your ethnicity. As long as you are a fame whore, you can, sub you can crush it on hashtag van life. So what they have is a list of all of these Instagrammers in, in varying levels of, um, you know, followers. And you can kind of see some common recurrences with the pictures. And they got this one right here, which is a famous one that you'll see. I'll describe it if you're just listening to the podcast. But it's um, it's a it's a picture of a guy laying in front of the van um, with his girlfriend or whatever, and they have all of their stuff laid out, all their possessions, and they fly their drone up and they take a picture. And I see these pictures all over, and they're never they never have the stuff that is actually in your van, you know? Because if you're going to take that picture, it's just going to be a bunch of like wet wipes and dirty laundry and a bunch of Gatorade bottles that people would be like, okay, that's weird. It's, it says fruit punch on the front, but there's a lemonade inside. And you got to be like, don't drink that. It's a, it's a collector's item. I could do that though. I could... I don't know. I, I took a, I took one that's kind of funny of me in the Walmart parking lot, just like flying the drone around and stuff. And that might be, that might be how I um, take these pictures for online. Because these people are churning out these pictures all the time. It's like, man, I gotta just, I just sit down once a week, and put out a batch of them and then throw them up. And that's probably the move.
There's another one here, which is um, it, it, this is an advantage that you got as a girl if you're trying to get uh, van life famous, is that you can do the thirst traps, which I'm I don't have the body for, you know. But so it's just, this is just a, a picture of a girl's butt, and like guys don't want to like we need an excuse to follow a hot girl because if you're just following a hot girl, you're kind of a simp. But if you're doing this, it's like no no no, I'm just like really into van life. What kind of van life do I, I like? I like van life pictures where the van is almost invisible. It is so far away. And mo it's honestly mostly just focused on the girl's butt. That's that's my favorite type of van life picture. Or you've got the, um, this is the last one that I'm looking at, which is, uh, it for so van life kind of appeals to, there, there's different niches that, um, niches isn't the right word, but different groups of people they can get into it you know one is kind of the starving artist type where you can live so minimalistically that you know maybe you don't need to work you don't need to work as much and you can devote more time to your you know creative passion which is kind of like where i fall and then you've got the people who just want to go out and travel and that's maybe like a little more retiree that's more like the classic rv type but then there's the new the new type which is the digital nomad which is uh it's somebody that has like a job, but they want to get out and travel. And they usually have nicer vans and stuff, but they're going to keep their job. So they need to be able to hook up to the internet and work and stuff. And so that's, this is the picture of them. They're sitting in a national park and they got their laptop out and their notebook that they spilled coffee all over, uh, as you can very visibly see. I can't take pictures like that though, because if you ever see a comic set list, if you see the jokes that we're working on and you see them out of context, you're going to think this person's a serial killer. If I did that, and if I did this forest picture with my comedy, it would look like Ted Kaczynski is back. I would look like an insane person. So that's kind of the first step. I, I think it's good that I'm looking at all these because you get a proper idea of, um, like when you're trying to get into a hobby or a, just anytime you're trying to learn something new. This is a, a semi-serious thought that I had. I think the, a good idea is you need to, you need to, the first thing you need to develop a sense of what is what you're trying to do, what's good, what's bad. It's like you almost need to get uh, not that originality isn't unimportant, but you you got to get a lay of the land first and what's good and what's bad. I remember when I first started doing stand up, there was a kid who was in college, and we kind of had this little uh, club on campus, more or less. And one of the guys was really bad, and I'm and but he was a sharp guy. But uh, and he probably stopped doing stand up, which is for the best. I'm sure he's making a ton of money right now and crushing it. But uh, when I was talking to him, he he said he never really watched stand up. And so the only stand up he was seeing was at these god awful open mics that we were doing. And I remember thinking, like, that's the word you're never going to be good because you don't have a proper conception of what good stand up is unless you're just so naturally funny that you can get up there and go. You, you need to sort of have a you need to know what this thing that you're trying to do is. And so if I'm trying to be like an Instagram thought, then I should look at other, you know, Instagram influencers and see what they're doing and, and like take advice after them. What I wanted to do was I wanted to watch the YouTube videos of um, like how to be an influencer because and it's all these, it's all these, it's not a Brit, it's a lot of like mid-20s white British women for whatever reason. When you, when you type that in, that all pops up. Because that's the people who you want to learn. How, if you want to learn how to lift weights, 
you go watch videos by the dudes that are doing steroids and trying to be bodybuilders because they have got this down to a science and they've they spend all their time on the minutia of it so if you want to learn how to be you know uh instagram famous you look at people that have probably no talent or anything because that's that way that you you know that whatever they're doing is working it's like coach it's it's like in sports the coach the people that are the good coaches are if they're former players they were never good players or they were never not super naturally athletic players and they had to get by on passion and just knowledge of the game and the guys that are were the great players they don't know actually how to be good coaches because they just go out and they tell the players will will like just go be in the top 000.1% of athletes of all time and and you know the average player is like well I can't do that you know so that's who I got to be learning from but I tried to watch a few of the videos and they were so boring there was one girl that I kind of liked but they were just Say there's like you gotta find your niche, your niche. It's like all right, I can't watch three hours of this right now. But that seems like a fun little project for me to do. It'll make it do an Instagram worthwhile because that's the only way to interact with it is in like a genuinely funny way, you know. And and just not being super serious about it and not doing the I don't know like the Gary V thing where not that that guy has bad advice or anything about that he seems to know what he's talking about in the few videos that i've watched but it's just so self-serious man you know and that's just antithetical to you know comedy and entertaining people and you know the van life thing is just especially as i'm doing it and you can like you can see my van on video and stuff it's like i'm roughing it pretty hard so there's (laughs) it can be kind of uh it can be kind of a scared straight type thing for people you know I'm trying to be all motivational and like, this is how, hey, this is how you learn a skill and do it and that. But if you're watching this, maybe you're just like, oh, wow, maybe I shouldn't follow my dreams because it doesn't seem worth it. But we're going to keep that updated on how I'm doing with that. And uh, and uh, how my how my picture taken is going and putting all that up on Instagram. I'm doing all right with the reels themselves, just posting little stand-up clips, which um, I've never really had a problem doing. Like, I, I don't know, I don't get, um, I don't get perfection paralysis doing that because it's stand-up and I've seen that it's worked. But it is cool that they're showing those to more people. So if you're interested in seeing some stand-up from me, uh, worth checking out the Instagram. I think I've got some new Life on the Road episodes on AWE next month in July. So stay tuned on social media for that. I think I'm going to post about that and when you can watch that. It'd be cool if you guys were able to see that because... Spent a lot of time editing that and shooting that, and uh, hopefully people can enjoy that. But I think that's it for today. Good getting, good getting out, doing the pod again. It's getting awful hot. I'm surprised all my equipment hasn't overheated by now. I think it will in a minute. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for watching. And uh, until next time. You never guess the places that I've been. You never guess the places that I've been. Cause everything is like a dream, yeah, but only in that dream that I live in.